Oh, we are the greatest sports has to offer. Michael Jordan ain't my goal. Oh, that's LeBron James. Clap the fingers and all of a sudden we, we have balance in the league now. Can't be serious. It's too strong. Oh, that man's hungry. Oh, he is hungry, man. Kiss the baby. <laughs> Welcome back to the NBA cast. It's been a long time coming, but this is the first show of 2023 now, right? We're 2023. Yep, 2023. Boy, you know what they say, time flies when you're having fun, but... Let's go ahead and get right to the introductions. You know I can't do the show without the 18,000. Steve-O, what to do? What up, what up? And I, we, we got to bring in, some will say a college expert. I don't Heavy say hitter. that, but. <laughs> Heavy hitter. Got to ha- gotta have my dog Trey on, also known as Liftoff County Prep. Hey, it's good to see you, brother. What's up, my peeps? All right, so obviously I already said it. This show is going to be about college football. We have a lot, a lot going on. And the season just ended. With that being said, shout out to the Georgia Bulldogs, back-to-back champions. Uh, Trey, I got to give you credit. I mean, you you said the season even started that, you know, you, you, you paid attention to the camps and practices, and you said Georgia looked like the best team even before the season even started. And sure as hell, they did it again. They're taking over college football, so it doesn't even look like anyone was close this year. So hopefully next year something changes. I mean, with with, with them, obviously Stetson to me took a, a, a big leap this year. I mean, he looked he looked a lot better than anybody wants to, anybody wants to ever admit. Um, he's going to be gone next year, right? Yep. Yep. So what's their quarterback situation looking like for next year? Does anybody know? They got Brock Vandergrift. They're trying to get Walker Howard. They also got another five-star on campus. So you would think they just plug in next player up. So we we should expect the same thing because I know on exactly. that exactly. I seen I know that defensive side of the ball. Um, they they started a lot of freshmen, or they brought a lot of freshmen in the game. And, and rotated them, and, and I mean, it didn't look like they missed the beat. Um, Unfortunately, they get the best of the best. So, yep. when you get the best of the best, that's what shows up. So you already kind of poked the bear. So I'm gonna go ahead and ask: Is Kirby ready to take the reins? Is it? Is it? Is it about to be Kirby's game now? Or are we? Are we pulling it from Saban? I think Saban's done. I'm not even gonna play. Saban's done. You look at the SEC. What, what do you consider done, though? He will not win another national championship. Ooh. Ooh, that's. Did you not see the look in his face when David Pollock said that? Oh, I love that look in his face. That, that was beautiful that. to me. Oh, man. But he's lost his step. You can see it in the, the way Alabama comes out and plays. It's not the same thing. I heard an interview where, not, where um, Najee Harris came out and said, I could have statement now about three times. Mm. I grew up an LSU fan, so I've known Nick Saban since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. No one was cussing on Nick Saban in 2003. Yeah, now nah. He's scared no. of these kids now. These kids can bounce anytime. Yeah. They don't have that respect and that fear that they had before. So he's never going to produce a team 
like he used to produce a team. And they're going to play undisciplined. They're going to be selfish because they're all getting paid a lot of money. Uh-huh. And at this point, what if I'm getting paid already and I'm at Alabama, so I already think I'm the best, mm-hmm. you lose a step. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, what do you think? You think it's Kirby's game now, or you still think Saban's got it for a couple more? I think it's more like uh, 1A, 1B now. It isn't like, I mean, this is one of Saban's, I would say, talent level. This was one of his worst teams he's had in probably oh. five he to ten years. five picks. He, okay, yeah, that's two two players. Come Steve, on, man. Steve, two players. before you the season, everyone was saying this is the most talented team Saban has ever had on both sides of the ball. Uh-huh. Now mm-hmm. we're going to say that this was the worst one? Definitely, definitely not. I mean, look at the offense. Look at the difference in the weapons that Bryce Young had versus the last, like, three years. Obviously, Bryce Young wasn't the guy three years ago, but you get what I'm saying. Like, the last three years, that wide receiver core took that's a where, big step but they, down. That's, that's where I was going to go That's their fault that. for development. That's what, exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, You're not developing the same anymore. And now the SEC no, is the transfer portal. The transfer portal is making it a lot tougher for Saban. No, not just the transfer portal. The SEC is tougher. We have Brian Kelly. We have a real coach now. He's not going to beat Brian Kelly every year. He's not going to beat Lane Kiffin every year. He's not going to beat Kirby every year. It's not easy no more. He is done. He has um, put a fork in it. I will never say Saban's done. See, you, you're you scared of Saban. I ain't scared of Saban no more. Once I heard Najee say <laughs> he, he was cussing no this more. man out and going back to California <laughs> on the weekend, I was like, oh, he done. <laughs> he done. And guess what? I, I just, Since that team, Saban hasn't won a championship. And it's only getting worse I mean, yeah. each year. He's getting further and further away. I mean, you just say that, yeah. I mean, I, I just see it as offensively, because I mean, and defensively for that matter. Defense hasn't been the same the last, what, two years? No, not just two years. Defense hasn't been the same since Trevor Lawrence carved them up in 2018. Yeah, it's been a while. That defense is taken. It's like he, 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 they started focusing on offense. Yeah, and then this, like I said, this year, like their weapons were like, they, they took a hit. I mean, you had first round picks flying Steve. off the board as, as all your weapons. And then Steve. this year, you don't. Steve, I got a question yep. for you. How many first round picks will Alabama's offense have this year? I am going to say one. They're going to have at least three. They first round picks on offense? On offense. Who? Okay, you got Bryce Young and then who? You got the left tackle, and then you got Jameer Gibbs, who's the number Jameer two Gibbs running back on the board. Number he might, he, I, I, Jameer he has Gibbs a is going to run a crazy 40. I, a I, like, okay. I like Gibbs. Don't get me wrong. I like his game and everything. But at the end of the day, it's running back. Running backs in the league are not going to go number – they're not going to go in the first round that often. Exactly. Now, that, run that's a talent that Gibbs has. Great. But that's the talent Gibbs has because he's not just a threat in the backfield. You can put him in the slot. You, Gibbs is the ultimate weapon. I don't even like Alabama right, well, players. So this is I me mean, speaking. We'll, I don't like <laughs> I mean, we'll see. I mean, I just know I haven't really been paying attention to, like, uh, the draft yet. I'm not going to lie. So I don't know too much. I know, obviously, Bryce Young has 
he's going to be a top five pick. Yeah. But as far as like the other guys, I knew Gibbs was good. I watched Alabama. Obviously, he he was like the one guy you would hear from all the time. But as far as like the outside the perimeter players, they just were not there. Not this year. And again, that's and on saving and his coaching. That's development. They're not developing like they used to. You can say that. I well, mean, let, let, let's do this. Let's do this. Because we were supposed to be congratulating Georgia, and we done turned this all the way. <laughs> all <out of> <laughs> but, but I did like that conversation. That was great because that's something that was been on my mind ever since the national championship game. You know, that it, it's almost like you were watching the keys get handed over. But we'll see. I mean, obviously Nick Saban's gonna have something to say about it. That that's yeah. Time's gonna tell. So, with all that being said, speaking of Georgia, they're bringing in another elite hall in the recruitment class. Yep. Um, how many five stars is it for them now? Four, five. Too many. Too many. Right. They're stacked. They're stacking again. Obviously, um, they're 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 stacking on the defensive side of the ball. As always. Yeah. They're still bringing back Brock Bowers. Uh, that Baby Kelsey? Um, mm-hmm. Brock Bowers is the best tight end in college football history. <laughs> he should have won the Heisman. He should have won the Heisman. The fact that he wasn't in New York is crazy to me. That is so crazy to me. What did his stats turn out? His overall stats? Because were, were his, his numbers weren't like that, I didn't think. I didn't think so. I didn't think they were either. I mean, he was good. I mean, obviously, he was the guy on offense, but so college football, the Heisman is the best player, right? No, usually the best. It's usually the best player on the best team, which probably would be Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers, (laughs) but at the same time, you also got to put up some some crazy stats. Like you can't. I mean. Jamar Chase and what's his name? I mean, obviously he had Burrow, but Jamar Chase and uh, Justin Jefferson were putting up crazy numbers. And were they but even? They weren't the best player on the best team. You're right. They were. It was Burrow, obviously. It was Burrow by far. Well, I mean, but, I mean going, going back to what we said earlier, that's you y'all really gonna sit here and say Stetson Bennett ain't the best player on that team? Yes, that's, absolutely. He is. Didn't you just say ass. that? So that's it. Okay, and who ended up winning? Caleb Williams, right? Yeah. That the last two years, uh, the Heisman has been so weak. Yeah. Because it feels like when we were kids and Troy Smith was winning the Heisman, and like mm-hmm. people you never gonna hear about again. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I I feel like that was a media darling pick, and the yes. fact that and the fact was a lot of people started losing at the end. So I feel well, like they started they started ruining Heisman uh, chances. I mean, look at C.J. Stroud. You know, C.J. Stroud basically lost his Heisman chances when they lost to Michigan. To me, he lost them earlier than that against Penn State. I, that's just me. Yeah, Stroud Stroud lost it definitely against Michigan, in my opinion, because oh, he's still in there. But um. And then Bo Nix, he fell off. I mean, I don't know if he would have ever won it just because. Jordan, don't look at me like Bo Nix wasn't in the conversation. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know for, a, for Heisman, <laughs> yes. He was in conversation, yes. They when we were in the first game, when we had – I remember the first game of the season. Am I the only one that does not remember 
or well, didn't we, Atlanta. Yes, yes, exactly. Like I said, I don't think he would ever won it because of the first game of the season. But I mean, you can't. The first game of the season, you kind of like if you get blown out. I mean, it's kind of like it it's gonna stick with people. It, it don't matter, but it do at the same time because it will stick Wait, no, with the, the voters. It, it does stick with the voters. But I just don't remember day, any Heisman winner ever losing a game by forty nine points. Yeah, I know. Like I said, he probably would have never won it. He may have got an invite, but like I said, because of that first game, he probably would have never won it. But at the at the time when he was getting in the conversation and everything, he was leading the the whole FBS in touchdowns accounted for. Because y'all play a sucky schedule besides Georgia. Oh, oh my God, this guy. All right, keep keep dogging the Pac-12. I mean, we had what five, six teams. I, I don't want to get into it because you're no, gonna be like, yeah, you're gonna say win the bowl game because no one. No, no, I was gonna say win ten games. Ten games. <laughs> Is that a good thing? Uh, yeah, I would think so. What? All right, all right, all right, that hey. shows no disparity in your conference. That means your conference sucks. It's top heavy. Hey, hey, we're doing it again. We are doing it again. Sounds we'll, like the SEC. We will. Ha- I'm about to. How many games do we have? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, okay, please. Can we please? All right, back to the Georgia Bulldogs for the third time tonight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we, we're going to say this one more time. Congratulations to them. And clearly, I see you guys don't want to talk about Georgia Bulldogs. So let's go ahead and skip right over to it. And let's go ahead and go to recruiting as a whole. Obviously, there's still a lot going on. There's some big names going on. The biggest conversation, well, there's two names. That's probably just taking over the recruiting world right now. I'll go ahead and let you guys go ahead and call them out. What, Nicholas Harbor? Ah! <laughs> you know, they <laughs> ain't nobody worried about Nicholas Harbor at this very moment. Right now, it's all about Money McLean and, and Jaden Rashada and everything they got going on right now. Well, the Jaden Rashada thing is, ooh, that's just. Hey, hey, that, that's just. That's some, that's some crazy you stuff. You should just let him go to Miami. Bro, who they who they think they were, man? They thirteen they, mil. Thirteen million. That's a rookie contract in the NFL, and that's coming out of high school. And see, now this is this is one of the things. So now that we're seeing this with NIL, when this happens, what is now? What is that young kid supposed to do? Because now Tom's basically running up. A lot of schools already got mm-hmm. their guys in. He's kind of he's kind of effed. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what you say that. He can walk in anywhere right now and yeah. just pick his situation. Because now he knows exactly what the landscape is. But at the same time, how many teams still have that spot open? Open. That's what I'm saying. Um, there's a playoff team that just lost their starter. Or two playoff teams, actually. Yeah. TCU yeah. and Ohio State. Well, we Ohio State uh, found a hey, kid quick, from South Dakota. Wait, we don't know about this. Hey, yeah, C.J. Stroud has not declared yet. He has two. If he turns down that, if he turns down a top five pick, that's well, crazy to me. It is. So I heard. I heard someone was going to give him. I mean, it isn't. I heard that much compared to other ones. I heard like close to like half a million, or maybe over half a million, for the last season if he was to stay, and then he'd also have a shot to win the championship. I mean, he has to care about college football you, more than anything. But yeah, that's got to. Because if anything happens to him. His, he's over. Yeah, he's playing he lost with his everything. Yeah, he lost I mean, everything. It's gonna be. Yeah. It's if, gonna be tough. If Ryan Day's a real head coach, he tells CJ Stroud, "I love you, kid, but it's time to go make your money." Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And and that, and that's what I'm saying. So, 
with Rashada, he's obviously in Florida. Um, I haven't heard anything about him trying to double back and go to Miami. I, I, so I, I don't know where the kid stands. I have no clue. Well, he's not getting 13 mil from nobody. No, I don't know what was the daughter was thinking. 13 million is setting a bad precedent for what for what you're setting up because you just got Graham Mertz. You didn't pay Graham Mertz no 13 million dollars. Right. What's he going to think when he hears that? Oh, you're bringing this kid for 13 mil. So why am I here? Uh, and because obviously and I, that's your guy. And after so we we had already had our conversations on NIL before. This mm-hmm. is one of the main biggest. This is one of the biggest things that made the NIL so difficult. It's so broad. It is so broad, and it is no rules. So now you're starting to see some of the chaos starting to come out with it. And, yeah, and, that's, and that's, uh, this is this is like year one in it. Year one, year two. It's an issue, and we and I was talking about Cormani McLean. Well, what's going? What do y'all think is going on? You think his is NIL based too? Oh, it's always been in now. He was never supposed to be a hurricane. He was supposed to be a gator. He's from Lakeland, Florida, Marcus. Lakeland, I, I Florida. How many gators that. have come out of Lakeland, Florida? All of them. All of them. <laughs> except but, for Bowman. Except for Bowman, who was a five-star running back a couple of years ago. And guess no, where he ended up after he transferred from Clemson? Florida. Florida. <laughs> Florida. He went back home. But that's the craziest thing. And he knew – he must have knew they, they were broke from the beginning because – it was it was supposed to be us in Alabama. Florida, and, I don't know why their boosters don't want to give up that loot. If you're going to play big dog with the big dogs, you got to invest now. You have to. So, hey, so, so quick question. Do you guys really think Cormani's situation is all NIL, NIL deal based? Because if you're if you're a top corner, who who's a better person to learn from than Dion? And then on top of that, you know you'll be matched up. You're, the guy on the other side is Travis Hunter, who is arguably the best corner as well. Right. <laughs> Which so, means you're getting picked on I mean, every game. Exactly. So you're going to get a you're going to get picked on. I mean, if you if you're that guy, you're not going to get picked on. Oh, you're going to get Hold picked on point. because no one's going at Travis. No Hunter. one's no one's no going, one's going at Travis Hunter. <laughs> no, no one. LSU when we had Derek Stingley his freshman year, everyone was scared of him, so they went at. Christian Fulton. Christian Fulton's a starting NFL corner for the Tennessee Titans. And yeah, everyone was picking on too, him wasn't because it? they didn't want to mess with Stingley. Yeah. That's what happens. When you have I mean, that or when you have that aura and that reputation of having your own island, no one goes at you. And I, I mean, I would love for the kid to come to Miami, but I, I'm, I'm we'll, with we'll you. See. I'm with you, Steve. I, I I would I would love for him. I would love to see him at least over there with Coach Dion because I mean Travis Hunter on one side. And Cormani on the other is elite. Yeah. I mean, you feel that safety I mean, position with someone, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're a defensive – if you're a secondary player, I have no reason – I don't understand why anybody would not want to play for Dion. Yeah. I, I mean, if you're in the secondary, especially corner, I mean, he, he'll he get you to the NFL almost – I mean, not not obviously a first-round pick, but he'll he'll get you to the NFL. But here's the thing. So if you're saying it's just about development, then he should still be a Gator because they got Corey Raymond. Mm-hmm. And how many first-round picks does Corey Raymond have in the NFL? Mm-hmm. If it's yeah, strictly about we're, development. We're talking Dion. I mean, we're talking about Dion. Corey Dion Raymond has developed more corners than Deion Sanders. 
Well, yeah, because Dion I mean, yeah, barely knew. Dion don't is start barely that. Knew. Don't, don't start that. <laughs> don't start. <laughs> I can at least argue that Florida is somewhat a secondary DBU, and then they have the coach that was at DBU for a while. So development, I kind of got to give it to Corey right now. I mean, Until yeah. otherwise. I mean, as of right now, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, Dion has coached for what? How many years has he coached? Three? Four? Well, maybe? We're talking about development. But, dude, it's, <laughs> if you're a corner, whose game do you look at? Steve, he's he's doing this to you on purpose. Oh, very much. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing it to you. He's doing it to you on purpose. You you, you almost right. went, you was about to go down that rabbit hole. I just said, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had him yeah, like. I was, I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now with that being said, we'll uh, see what Dion's really about. Though I, I need to I need to go ahead and break this down. We got to actually take a minute. Um, I'm going to introduce this ad really quick, and we'll be right back with you guys. All right. Well, now that we're back, now that I don't save Steve from going down that rabbit hole. Thank you, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Let's continue to talk about Dion and Colorado, man, because I I am, you know, all about – Coach Dion, what he did at Jackson State, absolutely loved every moment of it. Uh, me personally, I wish he stayed one more year uh, before he decided to jump off at the first offer. Um, mm-hmm. But, but you know what? While we own that, let's go ahead and talk about that because a lot of people are real upset that he left. Uh, you have people that's upset. You have people that's like, he should have just stayed there because he ain't going to succeed in the Pac-12. Like I said, brother should have moved on, but I, he should have stayed one more year, finished out that chapter in Jackson State. And uh, what you taking your head no for, man? He don't own this shit. <laughs> he don't. He does not. I 110% agree. But some some of the stuff that he was preaching, if you're gonna preach that, stick it out one more year. Do finish it out and do what you gotta do. You're only as invested as they're invested in you. For everything he did for that school, they were not invested enough. I agree. No, they they fudged numbers for their seating or how many seats they sold, just so he wouldn't get his percentage of the sales. Because yeah, he took his contract. And invested into Jackson State. <clears throat> so, what do you think he was going to do with that money that he was about to get from the seat sales? Invest it right back into it. But they're still hiding money from him. Of course, they so are. They're not a I very rich school, anyways. They're that, playing that, with the money. You're playing with the moolah. I gotta get up out of there. Boy, you rich enough? Totally kidding. Totally kidding. <laughs> Ain't no such thing. Ain't no such thing, man. Ain't yeah. No such thing. <laughs> but yeah. I, I mean, it is what it is. I personally think he's going to do very well at Colorado. Um, I, I don't know if you, anybody who's listening, if you guys have Twitter, we are also on Twitter under NBA Cats as well. We had very good conversation and interactions uh, over the over a question, do we see Colorado making the jump into a bowl, a bowl eligible team in year one? Uh, obviously, last year they went 1-11. And... Uh, so now you bring in Coach Dion. Dion brings in a lot of talent. 
He brings yep. in a lot of talent. Um, is that talent is is it going to translate to them being bowl eligible year one? All they got to do is win six games. I personally say yes. I don't. Well, I'm then, going to say he wins seven because he's mm. in the Pac-12. I like how he just loves to throw that under the bus. Well, go ahead, go he ahead, loves and, it. go ahead and defend it. Why don't you see it happening, Steve? Go ahead and right. tell, break it down. So Colorado, they won eleven, one and eleven, because they just sucked. They sucked in just about every phase of the game. Their so offensive line was terrible. His his D line was terrible. Everything like that. Is Coach Prime bringing in top tier offense like trench monsters? I highly doubt it. He's going to get good skill position following, but at the end of the day, if you have nobody to rush the passer, nobody to stop the run, nobody to protect the quarterback, you're, it's not going to look pretty year one. But it does he need that in the Pac-12? He's not joining this. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. I mean, like you act, he might you lose to like, Utah, but like the, the rest Pac-12 of y'all is like a D two D two conference. When's the last time y'all won a national championship? Oh my god! Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, yeah, we we've been there. I mean, not in the Oregon's been to the championship. We lost twice. We lost to Auburn, who at the time had some people may say one of the best players of all time, Cam Newton, and we lost on a last second field goal, and then we. Another time we got bum rushed by uh, Ohio State, and okay, I mean that's Ohio State. I understand all that now. How many times has the Pac-12 made it to the um, the playoff? And the playoffs is going on its eighth year. Let's see the playoff. We had Washington and us. Wow! <laughs> all two, all two uh, teams, and we're in eight years in. Yep. Wow! Because we. We beat each other up, plain and simple. We literally beat each other up in the conference. Like Oregon no team always is complete slips. and no team is super talented. Oregon slips like this year. If we didn't slip up at the end of the year and we lost to both our rivals, which made me want to cry. There's only but there's only one team in the Pac-12 with potential to ever it. win a championship. Nope, don't you dare say it. It's obvious. The it's fucking, the last one to win no, the championship. No. No, it's the no. only one that really ever wins championships. Yeah, well, that that was a long, long time ago. Well, let's trash conference since. I'm gonna get on. I'm gonna get on. I'm gonna get on C for a second because Steve says, you know, when he when he comes in, you know, he does. He's not gonna buff, bring anybody in from the line. He's already got <clears> four <throat> offensive line, tra- offensive line transfers coming in. He's still it, it, listen. It's not about what his position was. It, it's about the type of coach he is, and, uh-huh. and these these kids are gravitating towards him, man. They not just that; it, they the want to play. For- the biggest hire he had was Kent State's head coach, one of the best offensive minds in college football. He's going to put up points, but you're going to have a whole new transition. Cool. How Kansas much, what, did too. Hey, Kansas did question. too, and they were six and zero. Oh. What what percentage of that team do you think is going to be? New, like out of the starters, what percentage do you think are going to be new starters? Oh, probably all of them. Yeah, it's going to be a solid amount. And you think all of them are going to be able to just transition just like that? Because some of them are coming from some of these kids are coming from not Mark. not just D D one schools, but D two. Because uh, okay, you got to go. But uh, um, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Steve. But anyway, like I get it, like. Obviously, Travis Hunter, he's going to be able to, you know, 
convert pretty easily to to Pac-12 play because mm-hmm. he he was the number one player coming out of school two years ago, out of high school. But the other players, some of them are coming from smaller schools. That doesn't always translate. It doesn't. And then you're having to you're having to get them to not only translate to power five football, but also to a whole new system. Yeah. You're not gonna hit on on every transfer. Well, listen, uh, the, 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 the talent's coming in, and it's not just – you make it sound like he's just getting all these guys that's coming in from BFE. I mean, he's getting guys – he's getting guys coming in from Michigan. I, Boys, I get he's, he's getting those guys. I get it. Not you just that. Get... He's bringing in top talent on his freshman, too. He got yep. Dylan Edwards, one of the yep. top ranked yep. backs in the country. He got Mario mm-hmm. Miller, former LSU commit. He's pretty good. He's got <clears throat> dudes coming from Georgia. He's got dudes coming from the South. Mm-hmm. Pac-12 teams don't I get, get dudes from the South. That's the difference. Oregon does, but that's Not all right. Really. And, and, and the biggest, do. the biggest thing I've always told people. I, I listen. I'm gonna ask you, Steve. In, in football, in general, what's the difference between uh, champion and the worst team in their division? What's the difference? Coaching. Quarterback. Think about all. Think about all the think about all the teams in the playoffs. Think about all the teams in the NFL playoffs. Okay, so hold up, hold up. You just said you said quarterback, right? You said quarterback, yeah. right? Yes. Okay. What was Stephen Bennett coming out of high school? It's not. A, I'm not talking about. He wasn't. A, I'm not talking about him coming out of high school. But look how good he is. Yeah, that's exactly. He developed. He developed into this guy. You know why? Because coaching. You you can't sit here and say so it's now you say so, so, so now, so now both are you of you are Dion? wrong. So the most important Dion? thing is talent. Ta- talent. Uh, I mean, you could say that. You could say that. You could say that. Georgia time. won because they're the most talented team. And Alabama TCU wins because the most there. talented team. Oregon doesn't TCU. win because they're not talented enough. TCU got there because why? Coaching. TCU got they there. The what happened? They beat yeah. fucking Michigan. They, they got they beat, beat down by freaking freshmen because those freshmen are more hey, talented than hey, any player. But guess they have what, on Michigan? Team. Hey, but look, where, Michigan don't have a good quarterback either. So, uh, oh my god. So again, I mean, JJ McCarthy. What was what was JJ McCarthy? I'm pretty sure JJ McCarthy was either a five star quarterback or a highly talented. Five star, but he still sucks. Yeah, exactly. That's what yes, I'm saying. And Michigan like, was one of the most talented god, teams. Damn, I keep falling. It's talent. Michigan is a talented team. Because of talent. Kirby Smart wins because of talent. They don't have these crazy schemes. It's because of talent. That's hey, the difference. Talent helps, but talent you is can everything. say talent. Talent is not everything. I would okay, say tell me the about... last team that won without talent. I'll without wait. talent? Without wait. talent? <laughs> what do you consider talent? I mean, okay, what you going to say about, uh, let's see. Those Clemson teams. Clemson wasn't getting. They had number one picks. They had picks. Yeah. No, they had uh, number one picks all across uh, the defensive line. And let's not act like they two generation quarterbacks back to back. Like the fuck? I'm sorry. All right. Whatever. Oh boy. Yeah, that was a bad. That was a bad. uh, Bad. What's it called? Boy, you, oh, I, it, it looks like the score is one to one because boy, Steve got got wicks out of character for a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I just remember where I was. <laughs> but but listen, man, this is that's what I'm saying. And listen, he's gonna have talent. He's he's bringing in talent. I, I was when I, we're not me and Trey have not said he's gonna come out here and just blow the doors off teams. We're not saying he's going to the playoffs. I simply say he's gonna be bowl eligible. And no, another look, look, another I'm thing, at the schedule, right? Yeah, and that's where I was going next. Steve loves to say that the Pac-12 is so damn difficult. Okay, Stephen. Or, or, I'm going to let Trey take the lead. Uh, let, Trey, break down the schedule so other people who's listening can see what we're saying. So, first game out the gates is TCU. Okay, that's a tough game. TCU, though, just lost the offense coordinator and the quarterback. So, we'll see how good they are next year. But that's an L. I'll give you that. Then they play Matt Rule in Nebraska week two. This is Matt Rule's first year. Matt Rule's coming off being embarrassed in the pros. I that's a toss-up game to me. That's I think Prime could pull it out. That's a, and that's gonna it's be his first Boulder. home game. Yes, that's a home game. And then you play Colorado State, one of the worst teams in the FBS next year. Uh, the next week after that, that's another W. I'm at two. Then you play Arizona State, who just had a bunch of sanctions hand, handed down. I can see Prime being three and one by week four. That's what I'm saying. It, it's possible. Don't just yeah. sit here and act like Nebraska is going to be a walkthrough. No, I did. I, did. I said it's a toss up. We said it's a toss up. But okay, so I see that being yeah. the first win. It's also in Boulder, so I give them the edge. You know that that's going to be a that's going to be a sold out game first and foremost. You, you're talking about people well, transitioning. Yeah. Nebraska has just as many people transitioning as Colorado. Yep, they do. Yeah. Then you got Arizona yeah. week, or you got Arizona on the schedule. That's winnable. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, Arizona. I, I looked at their schedule already because uh, in that Hold Twitter on. debate, I definitely brought that schedule up. He did. So that's what I'm saying, Wix. I, all I want you to do, Wix, is I want you to give me the teams he's playing. And Steve is so Mr. Pac-12. I want to hear what Steve got to say about these teams. There. So Arizona's at home. Yeah, then Arizona. Oregon State. Oregon State's going to be a good team next year. Yes, they're going to be good. That's going to be an L. Yes, and then they I can got see that. who else do they got at home? St- they got Stanford at home. That's going to be a dub. That's going to be a dub. Stanford so is terrible. We're at, Wait a minute. We're at five and one. Or five and, and then two. Read the rest of that schedule. Okay, they got SC. Yep, L. Go. SC plays down to a competition. <laughs> it does get. It they, does. Get they're not going to lose that game. <laughs> anyway, keep going. They got Caleb Williams back. This is I magged up right here, Mark. At Oregon. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's all good. That's a, we're going to freaking win by, I'll say, 28 plus. But keep going. I'm going to keep that in our UCLA. At UCLA, L, let's go. Um, At Utah, which that, that's the best team in the Pac-12, bar none. That's crazy talk, but okay. I mean, they bring everybody <laughs> back. So um, at Washington yeah, we State. Them. We beat them last year. You beat him last year, but who's the Pac-12 champ? I don't care. That doesn't matter. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, keep going. Hey, they're losing. <laughs> they're Washington losing State. their best offensive. That's going to be an L two. I don't know. That about game. That, I don't that know. game is going to. That game is going to determine whether he's a bull eligible. So let's count them real quick. Okay, so me and Marcus counted Nebraska as a dub, and Colorado I counted State it as like an L. Arizona State dub. Arizona dub. So that's four. Stanford dub. And then he just has to find one win. He just has to find one win. And in your conference, 
In your conference, you guys don't play up every week. Yeah, I know we don't. You don't have to tell me twice. (laughs) (laughs) We be losing to teams like Oregon State and Washington at home. That's what we're saying. Like Trey said, at that point, all they got to do is catch one person slipping. And, I mean, it's possible, man. It's possible. I mean, they Google – no one's talking about this advantage Colorado has. Colorado's an elevation. You got to go up there. If you're going up there, it's not going to be an easy win. I mean, you could say that, but, I mean, everybody won over there yet last year. Um, Colorado had no talent. Yeah, I know they had no talent. And, and no Cal coaching. didn't win because they won well, one Cal game. Was, Cal was terrible. But, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I, I don't that's see a, them as a – I see them a, as four or five wins. I see them beating Colorado State out of out of uh, conference, and then I don't see them winning a road, road conference game, and I see them only winning Arizona and Stanford. So you don't think they can beat Arizona State? And they're going to they're gonna find a way to win. They can win that game. I don't see them winning that game. Okay. Who's left at Arizona State? I mean, you still got Dillingham. They they just brought in a new coach, Dillingham, and then they got oh oh, oh uh, that Oregon, all right, that Oregon, right? So that Oregon OC, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one that went crazy. Boy, so biased. Even though some people didn't want to want to, some people didn't like Dillingham. I was a fan because he brought up that Chip Kelly style up tempo spread spread you out offense. But I mean, we'll see, we'll see. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, yes, he's going to be bringing in skilled players, but I don't know how many, how much talent he's going to bring in the trenches. And and that's how games are won, trenches. I don't care what you say. Just know Colorado. Yeah, they are. Utah Utah won because of the trenches. What do you mean? Yeah, because they're the only physical team in the Pac-12. The rest of y'all soft cotton tissue. Utah won in in the trenches and sacked. Freaking Caleb Williams, I don't know how many times in the Pac-12 championship. That's a perfect example. But that's only one team out of 12. Hey, Oregon is not – Oregon is pretty good on the offensive tre- in the offensive trenches. We gave up – what was it, like less than a handful of sacks all season. Was Bo Nix not hurt during the season? Yeah, he, he did. Because he was getting hit? He got hurt on a run against Washington. And it was never the same after that. Very <laughs> hilarious. I know what you're trying to do. <laughs> Listen. Oh, so it's safe to say that two of us think he can he can get bowl eligible and the eighteen thousand dollar kid thinks it, it can't happen. No. Since he's right, eighteen thousand, yes. I won three thousand this year, so off one ticket. I gotta get at least three K kid. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't Good. go around uh, blowing it like I did. So you want to be called a three thousand dollar kid? I mean, if we give him nicknames. The three K kid. Shout out to UConn. <laughs> Jesus. Man, y'all are funny. I mean, all right. So we'll we'll go ahead and leave Colorado and Coach Dion at that. Um, the last real topic that I wanna I wanna jump into, and we we kind of picked at it throughout the show, but obviously the NIL because. At this point, like I said, we've had it now for what a year. We've had it for a year now. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, year. so now we we have we've seen some things. Now I think it's uh, we can all have a, a solid input on it. Mm-hmm. Now, so now I go to the original question: How do you guys feel about the NIL now? Now that we're a year in, how do you feel about it? To it's be honest, toxic for certain teams. To, yeah, to be honest, I I kind of feel the same as I did when I when it first happened. I felt like it was gonna it was gonna be ugly in year one, year one or year two. Like the first couple of years, it was gonna be ugly. And like we like we discussed uh, last time we were discussing about it, that mixed with the transfer transfer portal was a recipe for disaster. And it it's kind of showing. Because, I mean, you got, I mean, obviously with the Jaden Rashada, you got people offering stuff that they don't have. And then on top of that, I mean, obviously he's going to transfer, not transfer, I don't know where where, he, where he's going to end up. But then you got other kids who are who are at like a, maybe a lesser school and then they balled out and now they're going to go to another school and it's probably going to be highest bidder. So it's it's going to be interesting to see. To see how it ends up. What about you, Wix? How you how you feeling about it right now? So, I think some teams are going about it wrong. They're spending all their money recruiting, not worry about developing their players. It's going to create a toxic atmosphere in the locker room, and there's going to be some teams that implode during the season. It's going to be pretty fun to watch. I'm not going to lie. And Texas and <laughs> Texas and them was one of those teams that imploded in the middle of the season. Yep, they're not gonna be the only ones. I'm not gonna say any names. Miami. Oh, I already know. Um, I know he was gonna try to go that way, but I mean, if you look at our class, though, it's not like we didn't buy anything crazy. I said, I said, we just, I said, we started the oh, show talking about Carmani. I said, we, I didn't say we, we didn't buy nobody too crazy, is what I was saying. You didn't let me finish. You're him 3.5 mil. Give it to him. Get a boy that buddy. <laughs> Get a boy the money. It, honestly, to me, honestly, after it's been a year now, I think there's a way to kind of fix it. But I think after a year and now that these young guys have gotten paid, some of them have already gotten paid and stuff, I don't even think you can do it anymore now. Um, I think I heard Eli Manning say something about it. And I think it was Eli that said, you know, maybe not be able to even receive an IL deal until your junior year or something like that. So your first two years, you just come in and play. I mean, it can't happen now, especially when you can go to the draft. You can go to the Mm -hmm. draft after your third year. What, you just get one year NIL? I I don't know. You can't do it now, but I feel like if that's something that they kind of started it with, it would have been – more regulated, and then after the like after this year passed, then maybe you can kind of adjust but, it from there. But right now, you, you just threw it out there with no rules, no regulations, so you, it's going to be very hard to double back. But what happens when that player who had to wait two years, let's say Tyron Matthew, mm-hmm. after two years, he gets kicked out of the program, and all that money he would have made the first two years, he, he misses out on because he didn't make it to that third year. I would say that's his fault. If you get kicked oh, out yeah, of the program, at that point, if you okay, if you get kicked out, okay, let's say he doesn't get kicked you. out of the program. Let's say he tears his ACL. That's a he's different never story. the same player after that. Yeah, that's that's a different story. I mean, 
I mean, it's going to, I mean, that, that would happen. Don't, uh, I don't these kids like, money. If you offer the kid money, pay the kid the money. Agreed. But yeah. the way the big programs are doing, going about recruiting, mm-hmm. we can get you your money. And we can get you more once you earn it. But we're not going to do bidding wars for you. Right. That's why Miami was getting people over Alabama. They're getting people over Ohio State. Because it's not going to bid. I'll bid you. It's either you want to make it to the pros or you want the short-term money. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. LSU, Brian Kelly already told everybody he's not <clears throat> he's not getting to a bidding war for nobody. That's why we missed out on Desmond Riggs. That's why we missed out on different people. His ways, you don't want that kind of toxic player on your team anyways. Right. Someone yeah. who's only worried about you shouldn't. Okay, yeah. so so with that being said, now this is another question I asked when we first discussed it. But again, we're a year into it now, so now I'm going to ask you guys again. Now that we've seen it, do you think the NIL is going to separate college teams, or is it going to start bringing talent level a little bit closer piece by piece? Closer. Yeah, I think closer. Because now these guys can get paid and go to somewhere like Colorado now. They can get paid <laughs> – and go somewhere, you know, to uh, Auburn and bring Auburn back. You know, it's just – I think the NIL – that's what I said. I think the NIL is good. I think they screwed themselves by not having no rules or anything. And now it's going to be hard to – it's going to be hard to adjust to it. It's going to be hard to regulate it, I'll say. Yeah, I mean – they can... it doesn't really need regulation. So you, you like it, it the way it is. And you get it – se- it separates the selfish kids – from the kids that are good program kids. If you want the selfish kids, it comes at price. Yeah. They may be they may be worth a win or two, but it's gonna cost you at some point. Versus program so I, kid who's going to help you win championships and build with you and earn that money at the same time. So I know last time we talked about this, I we brought this up. And do you think there should be a cap on it? No, you can't. Why not? How can you tell me how much my name is worth? When Brownie James graduates this summer, how can you tell him how much his name is worth? And that's very true. I understand. I mean, his last yes. name is going to be but worth more than any idea hey, he's going to get. Should, should any of these kids be able to make more than, let's say, a rookie in the NFL? Because, like, Brock Purdy right now, that man is making what, like, I think it's like 800K a year. Thousand, yeah. 800K a year. There's going to be freshmen making 10 times more than him in college. Like, that should not happen. That should not happen. You're only worth as much as someone says you're worth. You're right, but not in the NFL because the NFL has a cap. You could only make this so much depending on where you go if you get drafted and stuff like that. So you saying that's the NFL paying you though? Nike is yeah. also paying you. There's no cap. That's the thing. There is no cap. There's a cap for what you make in the NFL. But I got endorsement deals. That's what NIL is supposed to be. Endorsements. Yeah, it's I not supposed that. to be called. There is no play, pay for play. Colleges are not supposed to be directly paying you. That's right. the Which point. That's they... why there is no cap. These are endorsement deals. I understand that. However, we all know. Oh, I know. I know it's the boosters paying. I know it's the college paying. paying. But that's that's on the NCAA to catch. 
Right. Yeah. That's why there can't be a cap. Because technically, because technically, I got this NIL with G Wagon. I got this I NIL it. with Lambo. I don't have it with Ohio State. Even right. though the Ohio State graduate is the one paying me. Yeah, I understand that. But I, I feel like that NCAA, if they wanted to, now I don't know if they want to, but they could regulate it. They could, because technically, if they regulate it, technically that, the kids the are how? NCAA athletes. I'm not if sure. They regulate, if they regulate, because they're not getting paid for the NCAA, they're You're getting right, paid for their name. I understand. If that. they if they try to regulate or take away this money, they're getting sued. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. And, and that's the last yeah. thing the NCAA wants because they're Once, one thread yeah, away from being nothing. Yeah. Yep. And that's why I said the way they <laughs> just threw it out there. Uh, excuse my French, but you know how you know how I say it all the time. It was kind of one of those here nigga damn moments, you know, like here, have it, whatever. They were so tired of hearing all that backlash over the video game, over kids not being able to get paid for their likeness, that they kind of just said, here, just have it, whatever, take it. Yeah. And there was no, there was like, it seemed like it was no thought process over it. There's no rules or regulations over it. And it, like Trey said, at this point, basically it's become uh, highest bidder gets the player. Highest bidder, yeah. I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like they can, whether they, want to and find an actual good way to do it, I don't think that that's going to happen. Hey, Steve, but, you want to know something? Yeah. The NCAA president stepped down this year. You know why? I know. Because he didn't want to deal with this shit. Exactly. No <laughs> one wants to touch this. This is radioactive. Yeah. There's a reason no. why the Big Ten is adding USC and UCLA. There's a reason why the SEC is adding Texas, Oklahoma. The NCAA mm-hmm. is on its last legs. Yeah. We're about to see a two-power team conference. Yep. And whoever's left out is left out. That's what it looks like. Oregon needs to jump on one of those conferences. I don't know where they fit. I don't either. <laughs> I really don't. But we got Nike. I mean, that's cute and all, but everybody got Nike when you think about it. But Phil Knight could just take that away, and then we'll be the team. Okay, we'll all be Adidas. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, first of all, Phil Knight ain't taking away that extra exactly. money. His no, pocket, no, I was man. He ain't losing no money. He would never do that. That's way too much money that would be out of his pocket. Yeah, yeah man, man. But that, I mean, that's like I said, that's, I just wanted to just see where y'all heads at about that now mm-hmm. because, I mean, it's it, it still going to be more drama that's going to come with it. It's still going to be more things. Um, we're going to start yeah. wrapping it up here. But uh, before I officially wrap this thing up, I just want to say uh, shout out to LSU and all their scandals they've been having going on lately. <laughs> what scandal? <laughs> First of all, I'm sorry to the all the people who lost their lives in Georgia, but they were also caught with a staffer and a, and a player together because that happens everywhere. Miami, yeah. I, I want to meet Miami's um, recruiting staff, they're probably at least tens everywhere. <laughs> I seen uh, I seen the tweet of uh, you, you remember he got game wicked, so you know Ray Allen was in the bed with oh. two white women. They said that's what Cormadi is right now up in Boulder, just they're, they're laying in the bed with two white women mm-hmm. right next. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, Let's I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up, man. I gotta wrap because <laughs> we can talk about it all day. There's so much, yep. so much still going on. We are gonna hop back on pretty soon. Um, I really want to touch base with both of you about how your team's expectations and how how your guys are, how you guys are gonna hold up next season. But that'll be a different conversation for a different day. Uh, so yep. I'm gonna go ahead and thank both of you guys for being on the show as always. I, I absolutely enjoy to have both of you, especially when I get you two together. Because boy, <laughs> I, I, Trey, if Trey could, boy, Trey would just keep reeling you in, reeling you in <laughs> yep. the whole show. And yep. I, I, I did not feel like seeing you go down that hole today. I, I, I'm not gonna say the next time you're on your hole next time. <laughs> <laughs> But again, thank you guys for coming. Um, With that being said, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, follow, like, subscribe, comment. We're on all social media platforms under NBA Cast. Uh, We're also on YouTube as well. Go check us out. Uh, Also, shout out to uh, Liftoff's uh, podcast platform as well. Film Doesn't Lie. You guys got to check it out. I, I'm hosting it with them as well, and we—it's a great—it's a great show every time we're on it. Um, which you want to just give a, a brief explanation about the show, really quick? I mean, it is what it is. So, film doesn't lie. So we just watch the best players' film. Sometimes even college, NFL doesn't matter. We break it down, and we see what the true ballers do. Their film doesn't lie about nothing. That's right. Yep. So yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys next time. Deuces. Things go crazy.